Today, I'm 24. Never really been much of the partying type, so birthday planning is always falling kind of short for me. I did want to do something special, though. So I called up about 12 of my closest creative-ass friends just to sit and talk and have what I call a town hall for creatives. To my surprise, everybody was down, so we met and created what will now be known as Curated. This is episode one. Oh, and by the way, I'm Fred. Hi, you guys. It's Olivia Anthony. I am the founder of Live Streetwear and House of Olivia Anthony. And you can follow me at Live Streetwear with no E and at House of Olivia Anthony. Love you. (laughs) My name is Riley S. Wilson. I am a writer, sci-fi writer, director, and filmmaker. My Instagram and social media is Riley S. Wilson at Riley S. Wilson. And you can follow me or you can follow my upcoming sci-fi drama series about a little black girl from Harlem fighting patriarchy, gentrification, and racism. Okay. At LIL Apple Series. Hey, my name is Jordan Love and I am a model and you can follow me at Jordan Love. Jordan with a U. Hi, I'm Jacoby. I'm a model. My Instagram name is Jacoby, J-A-C-O-B-Y-R-L. Hi, guys. My name is Patrice Pugh. I'm a pro makeup artist, and my Instagram is Patty LePew. My name is Miles. I'm a freelance photographer and a student at Parsons. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. Usually my Instagram is Golden Polaroid, but it's temporarily changed to Miles Lofton, M-Y-L-E-S-L-O-F-T-I-N, and my Twitter is Golden Polaroid. So as you can see, each of us brings something unique to the table. So to start the conversation, I simply asked, what is Elaine? This whole episode is about purpose and about figuring out and just expressing how you figured out what you were supposed to do or just like what you felt you were meant to do. So I guess my first question for all of you guys would just kind of be like, what is Elaine to you all? I mean, you know how everybody kind of expresses to you, you know, just stay in your lane, baby, just do what you do. But it's like, what is a lane? You know what I mean? So if anybody could describe or define that, what, what they believe that is, a lane. Just a lane. I just go into your own destination. I feel like when you're creative, it's very positive to not, it's like driving. You don't want to swerve into anybody else's lane and try to like fit in with somebody else because you have your own vision, your own destination, you know? I feel like that's why I take going in your own lane and staying in your lane and getting to your destination find your purpose and, you know, doing what you have to do. I feel like, um, I feel like as creatives, you don't necessarily have a lane all the time, though. Like, that's what makes you a creative. Like, one day you could wake up and if, if you're good at something, you could, you could be good at multiple things. As a creative, you most of the time are good at multiple things. So you could wake up one day and be like, you know, I want to be a writer. And then two days from now, you want to be an actor. But if you're good at it, then you can do it. It's all about what you want to do. Right. So I don't really, I, I think a lot of times you end up not having a lane. Or you choose which lane you want to be in. But I also feel like as a creative, you have to be persistent. And like, I feel like a lot of people plant so many seeds. And they're like, okay, I'm going to go to the next thing because it's not working for me. You're never going to see the growth in something if you don't let something grow and put like time and effort in it. Yeah. So I feel like money. 
Yeah, like, you know you what I'm saying? Invest. Stay in your lane and grow in that lane and then move over. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's so much more to do. But, like, I, I feel like everybody wants to live in this microwave world where everything's instant. Yeah, and they don't want to. So they go to the next day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of that. So I'm going to go to the next day. But see, day. also, it's not even just that. It's just we're conditioned, whether it's by our parents or by the places that we go to school. We just, you know, it's like go to school, get a job. But it's like, what if that's not necessarily your path? Yeah. What if you don't really know what you want to do, but you do like several things? It's like it's it's hard being a creative. That's like part of the the struggle, and which is why we're honestly doing this podcast because people don't know unless you express it. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that just that day when you realize that you're a creative, that's like when you start taking your sacrifice right there. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's one thing to kind of realize it, and it's another thing to actually accept it and actually go forth and like try to do the things that you know that you're supposed to do or that you feel that you're supposed to do. So I feel like if I had to define a lane, I guess it's just something that you just kind of feel, just period, mm-hmm. anything that you feel. Yeah. Anything that you feel connected to, because I know I, at one point, child, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, they can be, I went to high school with these two girls to show me and Taylor, and we were actually at arts high school. Mm-hmm. So I was a performer, I sang, this is what I thought I wanted to do, child. Y'all leave it to me. I was supposed to be a singer. And I was supposed to be a performer. But that's what I was really passionate about. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, well, I can actually create things. I'm actually interested in this. Let me do this. And then it became, oh, I can actually make money from this. And I can survive. And I can thrive off of this. This is what I'm supposed to do. So it's like you go through different stages. stages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like, there, like Jacoby said, there's really no set definition of a lane. Yeah. You know what I mean? What is a creative? Listen, I mean, that's what we're trying to get bottom <laughs> to, to be honest of you, with you. Somebody that creates their own lane. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's a creative thing. Yeah. You live outside the boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. A lot of people are like, oh, you can't do this. But a creative like, okay, I'll create it. I'll mm. do it. You know? Mm-hmm. I do that. Um, I definitely relate to like the... I, I didn't go to school. I didn't do the college thing. I didn't do... I left Philly when I was 17 in my senior year of high school to start modeling. Um, I went to performing arts school too. I was a dancer. I swore up and down I was going to be back around dancing for Beyonce right at this moment right now. <laughs> so obviously you know where that went, but um, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, I still get to dance now. But I think I was just talking about this yesterday, and it's like I kind of understood that as like being in that performing arts school, like it was like, okay, I definitely want to get into the arts. Like obviously that's what I want to do. It's going to be something. Or that I would just dance and like go to school and like, you know, be with the, not settled life, but the, you know, the normal American dream. Right. But I kind of just really let go and let God really pave the lane that I'm on now. Because I feel like that was the only way for me to even get to where I am. Like I kind of just, let my creative juices flow and like go with, I don't know, just going with the flow is really what paved the lane for me. So to call something a lane is like to really just follow what is for me and do what is for me. Yeah. Called for me, I guess. No, I don't know. You know how to explain I, I that? Absolutely understand. So, yeah, and I, I don't know. I just did that very, very young. And like I did the sacrifices of like traveling, literally senior year of high school, you're doing like a senior projects and going on prom. And all, I missed all that shit. Like I had to do homeschooling. Like, you know, right. four or five months right before I was about to graduate. It's like, okay, well, now I gotta graduate with a bunch of people I don't know. And, you know, being 17 and being in the club, you're like, okay, well, what is this? And then, you know, yeah. learning different, learning different things, but all of that paved. 
the lane for me to yeah. create and understand that no one else can also be on in my lane. You know? yeah, so we all have our own. Pioneer, own exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I mean, what, one thing that you said was just kind of like going with the flow, and that's a part of sacrifice too because you don't. There's this great universally. There's this great fear of the unknown mm-hmm. because it's like first of all, as grown people, we're supposed to have it together in some regard, not all together. We're supposed to have some pieces of the puzzle kind of figured out, but it's like, it gets to a point where this is actually my second question. It's like, how do you maintain as a creative, how do you leverage what you felt was most, like, what, what you felt most connected to? Like, how do you, like, bring in not necessarily just income, but, like, how did you, uh, I guess, just speak from experience, just how do you guys feel that you guys have, like, learned to just kind of lean on what you are passionate about and not necessarily what people feel you should do. Mm. I think for me, it's really just trusting like God, honestly, like that he's going to meet me halfway. And if Mm -hmm. I do what I need to do, like, even though I don't see the funds physically there, that it's there, Mm. you know, and that's the only way you're going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. I, I kind of let go of... When I first moved here, and, like, obviously, everyone knows New York is very, very expensive. You're paying $900 for a room mm-hmm. plus. So, um, I moved here, actually, with Patrice. And first roommate. First roommate. <laughs> we've been friends since we were... I was, like, maybe, like, 12. So, about a good 10, 11 years now. And, um, I don't know. I just kind of dropped the whole money thing. I, I noticed that, like, money comes, money goes. And yes. it's, like, it has, it's made to be spent. Like, that's the thing. Obviously, we like to have a savings, but sometimes you can't even do that. Mm-hmm. Living here, or in, like, certain circumstances. Don't get but, attached um, to money, basically. Basically. So, I kind of dropped that idea and started really leaning into what I believed in. And, like, know, knowing that if I put my best foot forward... Obviously, money comes and opportunity comes as well, which leads yeah. to money. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a cycle. So I yeah. think going a lot, like going with the flow, like you said, right, but also yeah. just leaning into my own idea and putting a hundred and ten percent into mm-hmm. the shit. Because if you doing your best, then that's what's gonna come. Yeah. But yeah, sure. you know, if you're not, then obviously see. you're gonna lack, and that's when you get scared because yeah. you know you ain't doing your best. So mm-hmm. I like that. It's just, I learned that from all. I went to FCBC one Sunday. Now, first of all, FCBC is basically Instagram. And it's so, so busy. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to find God in here or like somebody I follow. They were talking about just like leaning into, leaning into rejection. Well, it's hard because it's like, anyway. But it's like leaning into rejection. I think I saw like a few of y'all there. That's just how much it was. And... They're just talking about like leaning into rejection, basically meaning that not every opportunity that you feel was missed mm-hmm. was missed. Hello, that's you. a separate word. We gonna get there later. So let's continue. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna comment on that about how like every opportunity that's missed isn't necessarily like a bad thing. And yeah. I think like we like as creatives have to realize that like everything isn't meant for us, and that like rejection is a huge part of like being a creative, mm-hmm. and like. I think a lot of us kind of have to learn that the hard way by like having an opportunity that like you're really excited about and you're really passionate about and then it kind of just like goes out the window and you have to realize okay like everything isn't meant for me and like maybe I wasn't ready for that particular opportunity but like later on this may come up again or maybe it wasn't even meant for me. Especially those of us who go on auditions and like 
call, calling, whatever, what is it? Call, call, I'm thinking of like, call yeah, call it. Um, it's, it's hard. I can only imagine what y'all go through. Right. I feel like literally you talked about it. Standing in front of somebody so they can judge you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, it's too big. Right. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I think, you know, I always, I always wonder because it's like, I was talking to Jordan about this not too long ago. He's like, I never, until he told me that, I never really thought about how, like, people are so um, obsessed with the idea of you being the face that they don't necessarily think about, like, what's right. inside. Yeah. Which yeah. is so it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It is yeah. now because they look at followers. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They call them influencers. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Okay, so that's horrible. Yeah, oh. no, I, I never really thought about it. And that really opened my eyes because I was like, you know, you have to have a strong sense of self to be in certain professions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but and they don't consider like all this. Like, for me, I live in New Jersey, so whenever I have a cast, I have to get on the train and come here. It always calls whether or not I'm gonna get the job or not. I have to go to the casting. So, just the small things like the fact that I have to pay for a maybe, mm. or we might call you back. Oh, like, wow. so. Or we're going to call you right now. You better yeah. get your ass set yeah. in yeah. 10 like minutes. All, all but you live in Brooklyn yeah. and this shit is out 40 seconds. You know, it's like very, very inconvenient. Yeah. But it's I, I've, it, I don't, what was the topic? Just put no. it in the <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, where was I, I going with this? So I'm looking back like, yeah. it was basically just like, how do you maintain? Like, how do you... Sense of self and all of the criticism and all of that. Yeah, basically, how do you rise above? Because it's, that's a part of the sacrifice that you take for yeah. your specific, you know, field. So how do you? I know for me, um, I get to these points where it's like, first of all, I'm a very, I'm one of those people that doesn't really ask for help mm-hmm. because I just I believe that the things that I am supposed to create are supposed to come to me mm-hmm. and that there's no middleman. You know, it's like, it's, it's hard because it's like every, first of all, working at a magazine, it's like, I'm expected every single day I go in and it's not just like we're coming up with ideas. I have to actually execute the, I have to bring things to life every mm-hmm. single day. Yeah. So it's like, people don't understand the toll that that takes on somebody's mind, their mm-hmm. mental state, like if, especially if you don't take a vacation. Yeah. I didn't take a vacation once last year. And I was, at the end of the year, I was basically frustrated. And I won't get into specifics, but I was just like, I was ready to just like, just move somewhere and just yeah. not really tell anybody. I was really just frustrated because it's like, you're not, you have to take care of like your mental state, your mental state before you can do anything else for anybody. In a That's creative true. field, in a, especially as actresses and singers and yeah. dancers and models, it's just like, you really have to like know who you are in here. You have to take care of like, but that's yeah. why you do it right like we wouldn't be doing this and putting ourselves through this much turmoil i'm riley writer director yeah. <laughs> and um <laughs> we wouldn't be going through this process if you know we didn't fucking love it yeah. like exactly. why would so we go through all of this i mean i feel like a lot of times as creatives we have to use that experience and that educates us in our creation of whatever we're doing, but um, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't love it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. that's yeah. that kind of comes with the territory. And yeah. everyone at the top also had to go through the same turmoil yeah. as you, so you have to realize mm-hmm. that exactly. you know, Beyonce yeah, was putting in that work. Yeah, she was Beyonce. People try to oh. skip steps, and that's yeah, the problem, because they don't know that everybody goes through the same thing. 
Yeah. Like you, if you skip an important step, you might not learn something that will keep you at the top. And then yes. you know what I'm saying. So it's just like mm-hmm. everything, even though it's hard going through it, yeah. it's worth it. Oh, I was watching this thing on Facebook, and it was like putting time in perspective in in terms of I guess, well, socially us in the America, but um, so like you're young up until like you're eighteen, twenty, uh-huh. and so between twenty and sixty five, you're working. You're doing something, right? right? And 65, ideally, not anymore. You would be retiring. 70, you'd be retiring. Right. So the idea is like, you know, you're always going to be pursuing something. Right. Mm-hmm. So why not enjoy the process exactly. instead of, you know? Fighting it. You know, because, I mean, or feel like you're, you're going to be working yeah. all your life, basically. You might as well be working for something that you actually fucking love right. or enjoy. Listen, you know, and it's, it's going to be hard as hell, right. but, you know, and then what else are you going to do? Timing is a big thing for me. I thought I was going to be married with kids by 25. I don't know what life I thought I was going to do. But, yeah, I'm from Alabama. This is Olivia <laughs> Anthony talking. But, yeah, and I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I want to do this by 30. And, and I feel like that put pressure and anxiety on one person as mm-hmm. well. Just let everything take its time. You know, like, yeah. we don't know. We didn't write our story. So we can't just say, oh, at this at 30, I'm going to be this. And there are no rules. Exactly. There are no rules. There's a whole bunch of constructs. There's a whole bunch of, you know, ideas and the ways that society tells us that we're supposed to live. But there are no rules. Yeah. No. Okay. I mean, there are laws, but, you know. <laughs> don't, don't get locked up. Don't you know. Know. Folks, change that in there. You know. It's just like this all goes back to my point and just like when you accept that you're a creator. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to have this knowledge that, oh, I can do this cool thing. Or, oh, I'm, you know, I can actually yeah. do this. But then it's another thing to be like, I'm going to pursue it. Yes. And this is who I am. Right. And every yeah. second of the day, you're right. not making a decision exactly. that is outside of you as a creator. Right. right. Like, That's if you saying. work, yeah. if you have a conversation with this person, even the conversation, it is spewing out of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Like, you, if you say that, you, if you make a decision that you're going to be a creative, then be it. And stop right. bullshitting yourself. This is how you have to do it because it's almost like God. I'm shaking tables. Shaking tables. No, it's just like when you. It's like when you. I'm just. I'm gonna let this be the last point. But when you basically accept it, it's almost like God is like, all right, bet. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see if you can sustain. So, I just want to know now, like, what was the point? I guess I'll start. But what was the point where you kind of realized that this is what you were either meant to do or what you you know, believe that you should be doing. I know, I'll just start for me to just kind of start it so you guys can have a little time. This is a deep one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, <laughs> for me, okay, first of all, I, I went to Howard and, all right. <laughs> Don't do that. I, lo- I love Howard, but basically, I went through a lot there and I ended up... <laughs> I just ended up in a situation um, for like my last two years. I was just like severely depressed, mm-hmm. and then I mean people wouldn't know. <laughs> okay, people <laughs> wouldn't know because I just I guess I don't even no matter like how I feel inside. Sometimes I have this way where I can kind of present myself a certain way that's like better, <laughs> so yeah. I don't ever look how I feel except for today. But it's just like I got to a point where I was basically so depressed that all I had was what I did. Like, what I could do. Mm-hmm. My gift was literally the only thing that, like, woke me up in the morning. Class didn't, I could give a damn. You know what I'm saying? Obviously. Yeah. But 
creating things kind of like helped me keep going. And then I got to a point where I was basically homeless. Like I think it was almost two years ago, and I was sleeping on people's couches. Yeah. And I was it was like couch to couch every other week, and I was literally like, well, God. You kind of gave me this inkling that you didn't want me to work in no regular job. You made me quit. I was working at the YMCA. Some told me quit, so I quit. Cause children. But. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I just kind of I've always kind of had this sense of discernment where it's just like this ain't what I'm supposed to be doing. Exactly. Like I just kind of know like even when it comes to spaces, whether it's clubs and stuff, I just I knew at an early age that I didn't like clubs because it's like this ain't this ain't my scene. Right. Y'all can't have that. I don't. It's like I've always had this sense of discernment where it's just like I don't believe I'm supposed to be here. So when I was in that point when I was basically just like on people's couches, I was like I don't know what you're doing. But I feel like we've all had this conversation with God where it's like listen, uh-huh. I don't mean to come at you wrong. <laughs> I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Yeah. But like, what's good? But literally, <laughs> Jesus, literally. Hello. It's just like I don't know what you want me to because I, I, something was just kind of keeping me from applying to like these regular jobs because I didn't feel like that's what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't feel like that was what I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Make sure we got that covered. Um, and I, I just kind of felt like you know. I should just do something. I feel like God was just kind of leaving it up to me. And I was just like, all right, so balls in my court, I'm going to move to New York. So you need to put some money in my pocket so I can do so. And God was like, oh, all right, I guess. <laughs> and I found this little apartment, and I ended up here, and then I ended up with the whole job at paper and stuff like that. But that whole journey from, like, sophomore year of college to now, the only thing that kept me going is what I was creating. Exactly. And it wasn't even, like, I don't even now... I don't know if some people might think so, but even now, like when I put things out and share things, whether it's on social media or whatever, it's not for anybody else. I don't really care if people love it or hate it or whatever. It's this is like my therapy. It was my way of getting through. So I think I figured this was this is who I'm supposed to be, and this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and I feel most fulfilled when I'm doing it. Y'all remember in Sister Act 2, everybody's ever seen it? Y'all might know the reference I'm about yes. to do. There's like, if you wake up thinking about singing, you're supposed to sing. You're supposed to be singing. It was literally that was moment going. for me. Because literally every day I woke up, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I feel it in my heart. Yeah. So I want all y'all to answer this one because I'm really like interested. Ooh, story time. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Ready? Uh, well, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so literally, when, it was just like a cookie cutter like world. Like I thought, like oh, everything's gonna be headed to me, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Went to college, and I launched uh, my website, and it was in 2012. And at the party, I had people, you know, wearing my logo on a T-shirt, and then everybody was like, oh, I want a shirt, I want a shirt, and then from that. Shirts turns to hats, hats turns to jackets, and then I'm traveling to Clark, Atlanta, just showing my collection in, like, Live Street, where it was born. And then I was like, okay, I want to move to New York. And it, I got punched in the face by reality. Like, what up, girl? This is not, wow. yeah, it's like, everything wow. is not handed to you. You're really going to have to work hard. I literally was living on my ProFights couch, shout out to you, Janae, for, like, five months. And then from there, I moved to this small, like, closet and in Queens, literally with people I didn't even know. And 
I was working at Bloomingdale's and I was so depressed. Like, I really felt like at my lowest. But for some reason, I didn't go back home. I was just like, if I can't make it here, I can make it. I, if I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I just kept feeling that, thinking that. And so I don't know. Like, I kind of gave up on streetwear because I felt like everybody was doing it. And I was just like, this is oversaturated. Like, I can't do it anymore. But from that, House of Olivia Anthony was born. And it was just so beautiful. I got to team up with my friend Anthony and create this beautiful thing that's still going today. But I was still working retail and miserable every single day. Like, going to work, hustling, going back to work, hustling. And I was just like, you know what, God? I'm going to step out on faith because I can do it. What's different between me and that other person that chased their dreams and they're at the point where they feel like they're successful? So in 2016, like, I quit my job. And last year was my first year, like, working for myself full-time. And I brought Live Streetwear back. And when I tell you, God has blew my mind. Okay, good. No, but honestly, like, he, I, I really can't even think about, like, all the things that he's done for me the past year and what's about to happen, you know. And I just want to keep going. And, like, everything has a challenge, but, like, through that challenge, like, it's worth it. So it's always worth it. It's always worth it. So jump out on faith. Absolutely. Get your life. And get that coin. Get that. Get to that dream. Okay. Oh, just how'd you get to the point where you basically realized that this is what you were supposed to be doing? You just wanted to do. Okay. I feel like my story is a little bit different because, like, I don't think that there was like a specific point where I feel like. I knew that like this was like what I was supposed to be doing. I feel like I kind of always knew. Like growing up and stuff, like I was always like drawing and like doing creative things and like my parents put me in like art camp and like all that stuff. So like I was always with the mindset that like I wanted to be an artist. Like you know how people ask kids like what do you want to be when you grow up? And they'll be like lawyer, doctor, blah blah blah. But like it may change later on like when I was, like, asked that question, like, I still knew, like, I want to be an artist. And so, like, my parents were, like, super supportive and, like, making sure that that was something that was a possibility for me. So they definitely, like, nurtured that in me and, like, made sure that, like, I had educational opportunities where, like, I was able to, like, explore being a creative and stuff. Um, Yeah, so I was, like, super blessed because, um, like, a lot of people, their parents aren't supportive of the idea of, like, being creative, especially, like, within the black community where it's just, like, you're going to go to New York and, like, take we pictures. Take this college yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, what type of, like, money is that going to make? Um, and I guess, like, I transitioned in terms of, like, what types of art I wanted to make. So, like, when I, like, I was in elementary and middle school, it was very like I wanted to be a like illustration major or whatever. I wanted to like make comics and whatnot. But then in between that, I started like I discovered photography, and then that's when I was like, okay, I want to be a photographer. And then I basically just like took the steps to like go in that route. Like I got a camera, started taking pictures around like my high school and whatnot. Started posting my work online, and then around like sophomore year, that's when because. Um, like my other friend, she's an artist too. And she was like, hey, have you heard of like Parsons? And so she was showing me Parsons. Yeah, yeah. Cause like I hadn't even really thought about like college like that intently or like even thought about like moving to New York. And then she showed me that. 
And I was like, oh, I want to go to art school. And so from like that point on, I kind of like was like, oh, I want to do this. And so um, my parents, they sent me to this um, pre-college program at VCU. And I like learned a lot about photography and stuff. And now I'm in my second year at Parsons. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've never worked a job that was not like creatively based. Like I've only done like freelance photography and stuff. Other than like working as an RA at my school, like I just like fund myself through my work. So I'm pretty grateful about that. Amen. That's great. Yeah, so I'm Patrice. Um, for me, I knew what I wanted to do. I mean, I've always, same way, been in like arts. Um, I paint, I draw, everything like that. My mom like wanted me to go to college, and I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm a major in. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Like, I can't just. I didn't want to be an art major because everybody like, they don't make money. So I'm right. like, all right, don't do that, Patrice. And literally, like, my mom took me to a community college, and we walked in the front door, and they were like doing the orientation, and I started crying. Like, <laughs> I started crying because <laughs> I did not want. I'm like, I can't be with these people. I'm, I didn't feel normal. Yeah. Like, I felt like I'm supposed to be doing something bigger than right. this. Like, right. I don't want to just go here. So, I just didn't go to school. I took a year off, and I started doing makeup and. My dad is literally like a movie fanatic. Like he watches movies every day. Like every time we go into Target and they have like the new releases, he gets everyone. Like the kids' movies, everything. We have so many DVDs, it's ridiculous. Um, So I knew that I could convince him. Like, Dad, you see Alien vs. Predator? I could be doing that makeup. You see Yoda? Like this is all special effects. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, that is cool. Yeah. So I ended up talking him into going to this makeup school here in New York. It's actually like one of the best schools. They have another one in LA called Makeup Designery. Um, so I ended up just moving here when I was 18 and going to this makeup school, learning special effects, learning hair, the whole nine yards. Um, and it was just like so much fun and it was like so eye-opening because I would have never thought about that. Literally my sister, she like put the tick in my mind <laughs> to even do it. I was not thinking about it. so. It was just like, I know I'm meant to do this. And then, like, I took a ceramics class, and it's literally the same as sculpting prosthetics. So I already knew a lot of the stuff that... Yes. Listen, before I even started doing makeup, I was doing ceramics, and I was doing all of this stuff. And then after I started doing makeup, I'm like, wow, doing, you know, beauty or editorials, like painting, or wow, like, sculpting this life cast is, like, literally ceramics. It's yeah. the same thing. So it all started adding up and like pieces just started falling into place and now I'm here. Yeah, Flourishing. Yeah, you are here. Um I do sci fi, so Yes. We to... We're gonna link up, you know, yes. this is what it's about, creatives and yeah. you know, collaborating. Yeah. I, um, I think personally, uh for me when I learned that what I'm doing now is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing was when I kept trying I've Personally, it's probably will get deep. Um, I feel like I kept trying to like dim my own light, like my whole life, until maybe about this. I want to be like that new, like twenty eighteen new me. But it was like kind of until recently, like it was kind of until recently, and I realized it was that's not the way to go. So um, every time I tried to dim my light, even when I was younger in a dance community, I was on a dance company at the age of nine, and. 
we would travel and learn different routines and of the sort. But every time you did good in the routines, you obviously get pushed to the front. But if you get pushed to the front, you lose a friend. So who wants to lose a friend? I'm going to just, you know, you know, I'm a chill. I'm not going to shine because I want to keep my friends. I want to make sure everyone around me is happy. And the same thing with my job today. It's kind of ironic how that message kept following because as a model, it's like, okay, this person's on trend. So it's like, how can I be on trend so I get a job and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, so you would, at least for me, I would, you know, change a certain way of, um, like maybe I should wear my hair up because I don't want nobody looking at me today. Or maybe I should dress a certain way because I, I don't want to come into the room and then like, you know, there's a conversation that started or whatever, just to, for other people's sake. And it started to bother me. It started making me frustrated. It made, it made me upset. It made me not really enjoy the things that I was given and understand that I was given the things for a reason. Mm -hmm. And that is to be what I'm doing now. Um, so once I grasped that concept, I kinda, it was very, very hard to shed the, the layers I had put on myself to not shine and to not do the things that I wanted to do and, um, or speak, uh, speak the things I wanted to talk about or just the, the very simple things. Like if it's like somebody, are you hungry? Yeah, nigga, you hungry. But it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not hungry just because I don't want to disturb you, you know? Oh, I'm gonna just I'm, I'm gonna drink this water. Like you know what I'm saying? You're trying to be cute. That's what it is. Right, so, right. You're trying to be cute. You know what I'm saying? But you're trying to be cute with everybody. You want everyone's approval and that 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 whole situation. Yeah. So I think when it started eating me up, and when I really sat down with myself and was like, I'm not gonna prosper, and I'm not gonna get to where I want to be personally, and I'm not gonna do my calling if I constantly think like this. If I constantly put myself in this box to to try to even if, if I'm bigger than a box is going to you're going to like suffocate you know what I mean you start to feel you start to feel icky about yourself you know yeah. so I feel like I had to go through that to understand that it's okay to really step in any way that I want to you know because obviously it's good to have guidelines and you want to have like people around you to you know keep you on the the, the right path but at the same time it's like I really just stopped giving a fuck about the opinions of everybody. Because, like, it goes back to, like, how you were talking about going to the castings and you, like, yeah. this person's like, okay, well, you, a black boy with long hair, but we're going to do this with, with, with this. We're going to make you into this to make this vision happen. Which is a blessing. It's, it's cool to be, um, how can I say it? It's, no, not versatile, but to come on set and to make somebody else's vision come to life. Mm -hmm. But it's also even more powerful when I can be my own vision and walk in that light, you know? So I think understanding that at, you know, 21 is like a way for me to keep going and to keep, you know, doing what I want to do and hopefully, yeah. you know, yeah. And that's like part of why I wanted, well, mainly, primarily you two here, because in a way, you guys are a manifestation of someone else's vision sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to know, like, you know, like you were just talking about, like, how how do you get to the point where you can kind of start to, like, put your own, you know what I'm saying? Like, where you can just kind of share who you are and not necessarily be the image that someone else tries to create of you. I mean, I understand that it's a career, and but I just also, I've just started to think about it just more three-dimensionally lately because I never really considered the fact that, okay, I can create the concept and design something, or I can work in post. She creates the wardrobe or something like that. 
he, these two film or photograph you guys, and then you are doing the, you know, the makeup and the prosthetics and stuff. So it's just like, as models, how, I don't mean to like take it to a different question, but it's just like, it, it interests me just how you bring your own thoughts and your own image to the forefront, or if you've ever like even really considered it or thought about it, because I'm pretty sure it's not easy, especially when you have to kind of like, make sure that you're on some kind of narrow branding type situation. So it's just like, how do you be your most authentic self in the arena that you're in, where it's basically thriving off of being, being the manifestation of someone else's vision? Right. Um, I feel like it has a lot to do with you being like uh, in tune with your own spirit. Mm -hmm. Like always in tune with your own spirit, no matter what you're doing. Because, like that's that's like it's you, and it's you when you're when you're not being yourself. It's you when you have to be somebody else for like whoever you're working for. Your spirit's not gonna change like because you have a new job, or because you're in front of like a a different crowd. So, like I feel like always being in touch with your spirit is what keeps you, you know, leveled and like sane, even when things are like getting chaotic, like having a job that you, even like having a job you don't want or you feel uncomfortable on set. Right, we've all been there before. I've, I've worn dresses. Right, exactly. I've like just being, just being uncomfortable but knowing like, okay, this, this is uncomfortable temporarily but I'm always gonna go circle back to my spirit and be exactly who I am yeah. when I leave here, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, it really just baffles me because it's almost like you guys are you guys are basically just like chameleons. Yeah, and and it always like like I said until recently I never really thought it thought about how you know detrimental it can be to someone's mental because it's like who am I am I am I this am I yeah. that you right. know what I mean so yeah. it's just like that's why I wanted to have this conversation because even to me it opens my eyes mm -hmm. because I've worked with a lot of different people in a lot of different like fields and stuff but I never really considered what they go through as creators or, or creators it's like yeah i don't know it just opens my eyes but and I, feel, I feel like you have to take care of yourself outside yeah. of work yeah, like sure. i read like as much as i possibly can i read books like things that are always going to keep me like you know thinking about who i am thinking about like where i want to be or the things that i don't want like just always keeping like you know my brain steady you know just thinking about stuff reality and things that are not like that are never going to be reality mm -hmm. like just keeping always be like you can be on a job and it's like something that makes you extremely uncomfortable something that's like you know i don't want to do this i didn't even want to get up and come here i had to take the fucking new jersey transit all the way to freaking new york and i'm doing a job that's not gonna you know i'm barely getting something out of this like it could be a trade job, you're not getting paid, you're gonna get clothes at the end of the day, you don't wanna do this. And it's just like, the, when you consider the things that you're gonna do when you leave there, like, I'm, this is not what I'm gonna be doing for the rest of my life. If I don't like to do this, and I can, like, you can change the things that you don't like. And I think that has everything to do with it. Like, if you don't like something, you should absolutely change it. Yeah. Which is why I read books about, like, you know, like, the universe working in your favor and you manifesting the life that you wanna live because all of that stuff matters. And it's not like you're gonna wake up and be like, oh, you know, this is the life I wanna live and it's gonna happen that way. You have to like 
take those steps to get there. And those steps are always going to make you uncomfortable. For sure. Yeah. So to kind of bring it on to that. No, I was just going to say, um, I was thinking what he was saying, it kind of made me think about what I do for myself. And I, I feel like every day I'm proving to myself that I deserve to even call myself a creative. Right. Yeah. Because it took me it's like it's not like if you think about like the greats, mm -hmm. like Basquiat, Shel Silverstein, Octavia Butler. I mean, these are people that I've referenced, but like Stephen King, like these are people who consistently, daily, don't get caught up in a merry-go-round or autopilot mm -hmm. and stray from the path that they've decided that they're going to go to. Like it's not like the overnight thing. It's mm -hmm. like every literally. I can't say this enough. Yeah. Every second, every minute, every decision is leading. That's why the universe can work in your favor. Mm -hmm. Because every inch of your body and your energy is directed to one specific thing. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. You know? It's when we start getting confused and throwing all kinds of stuff that the universe don't know what the hell we're doing. Even though you're taking all that way to shoot, you never know who God may want you to meet at that shoot. It all matters. It really does matter. I just, I don't want people to be that creative that feel like everything's supposed to, like how you felt earlier, like, oh, everything is supposed to come to me, like I'm not supposed to ask. Yeah. Those creatives always find like a stop point because you have to go get what you want. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Like, not the special money. You can't go to the back door. Go get the money. Go get the money. The intention of this episode was to explore purpose. So I really wanted to dig a bit deeper and get a personal account of each of our journeys. become evident more and more, even in just my profession, and even in putting this entire podcast together, I thank God for like all of the people who just like, because I don't ask for help. Like I said, but I thank God for all of the people who helped me put this together, like mm -hmm. pull it together, even in the moments that was like, where the devil was like, so hey, um, I'm going to just... <laughs> I'm gonna just not let you have audio for your podcast. Mm -hmm. you, pop, you know, audio for it. So what you gonna do? So I was like, oh, okay. So right. it's just like, you know, me getting creative, I had to come up with ways to make it work. Right. Even if it still don't work, we had to, you know what I'm saying? It's like the it experience right, yeah. is what's most important to me. Mm -hmm. And putting the table together, like things like that, it's just like physical representations of um, persistence and... Um, rigorous pursuit. There you go. Hello. Damn. <laughs> Come on, rigorous. Okay. <laughs> 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 either you want it or you don't. Like, what is, like either you want it or you don't. Like, yeah, so it's I just, a learning process. It's a learning process. But yeah, it, it you is. just have to take them. You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Hello. And you got to learn that, you know, sometimes the sacrifice is worth it. And sometimes, you know, things aren't going to go the way that we feel that they should go. And uh -huh. I, me sitting on that couch. <laughs> That was me saying that to myself every day and just reminding myself that sometimes in order for us to get to where, we go, where we're going, we gotta go through a little bit of hell. Yeah. And we gotta use this for what we create in the future. Right. Every single thing that I have learned, I put into my work. Right. And it's weird because it's like you don't even realize that you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then people are like, oh, I picked up on that from this. I was like, Girl, it's literally just two cycles. I, exactly. <laughs> I really did not think about that. <laughs> but, right, it's deep. Yeah. So, <laughs> we never but, take L's. We always yeah. get lessons. Like, yeah. There's always something you can I, yeah. take from it. Yeah. Right. There's always something. Right. And then what you take is what you're supposed to give to others because mm -hmm. I feel like that that's the real message, for at least mm -hmm. for me personally. I always had somebody that was like, okay, this is how you should do this. This is how you should do that. And that's why I look at people 
And I, I just hope to do the same thing. It's like, hopefully, as I work and I do my thing, is it helps, you know, inspire somebody else because I've always had we're, someone We're else. basically mm-hmm. like mediums as yeah. creatives. Yeah. I always say that God works through us mm-hmm. in order to pour out of us. Yeah. So I just feel like that's a sacrifice within itself because you literally feel the effects of being almost like a tool mm-hmm. for someone else. Yeah. So, but sorry, to bring it back to just because you guys didn't get to really speak on it, but like when was, what point, at what point did you feel that you were like doing what you were supposed to do or that, or that you felt like this is what you needed to do or that you, you know, your purpose basically? Well, I told you, you heard the story before about how um, when, we were, when we went to Howard for the, that panel. Yeah. <laughs> When I first started modeling, I did my first shoot with Juan, and my mom was not like, I think I was like, I was like 18, maybe 18, 19. And my mom was not with the shits of me going to New York City by myself to meet somebody to take my picture who she didn't know, who I didn't know. She's like, no, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I have to do this. Like, this could be the beginning of my career. Like, this, like, who knows? Mind you, it, it, I mean, it kind of was, but it wasn't that serious. I could have very much stayed at home. No, 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 no shit, no shit, no shit, no shit. No, but I, I ended up going, and my mom was like mad, upset, mad, worried. My dad didn't care. My dad even, I don't even think my dad knew like that I was going to the city. But mom's like, I don't think you should go. Like, you don't know this person. Um, like all all this other stuff. This is before I was signed to an agency or any of that. So I was really just like going out on a limb, like you know, testing my luck, trying to see if I if what I think I'm gonna be good at, I'm gonna actually be good at. So I go to the city. My mom acting like she's so worried about me. As soon as I get to the city, I take my phone out of my pocket and my shit is off. <laughs> no, she turned my phone off. I'm like, you're not that worried about me if you turn my. Wow. She turned my phone off. Like, since you want to be grown, you can get your own phone. I'm like, that sound like a black but woman. are you really worried? Are you sound really like worried? You are you really worried? Right? Because I'm not you using no pay phone to call you. Exactly. I'm not using no pay phone. Wow. So long story short, I went to the city. <laughs> I I got in trouble. <laughs> I went to the city. I I shot with Juan. That was the first photographer I ever shot with. Juan's been my best friend ever since. Juan shoots like amazing editorials. I got signed to an agency using the pictures that Juan took of me and the rest is history. Like Come so on. I really <laughs> I really wow. took a <laughs> I really took Juan a big was one of my first photographers. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was like the literally like the first Juan was, was the first person. Juan was sixteen. I was eighteen. Juan was Juan was Juan was sixteen when he took my picture and I was ni- yeah, I was nineteen. So yeah. It's, it, we really come a long way, but imagine if I stayed. If if I listened to mom, that was the first time I ever was like, you know, I'm gonna just have to get in trouble because because yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna like. I actually that was like the first thing that I I like. It was like in my stomach. Like I have to. I have to do this. To I need to go, and I went. So. Um, I don't know. I'm. I feel like. <laughs> Like I said earlier, I'm I'm constantly Riley Wilson, um, and I am he. Um, but no, I feel like I'm very hard on myself, and I feel like I'm hard on myself so that I don't got to worry about anybody else being hard on me, you know. Um, and so I feel like daily, like I'm proving to myself that I deserve to 
to call myself a creative or the person that I am, you know? Um, for a while, I feel like I was, I was like kind of playing with it for a while. Um, I went to Howard, shout out to HU. Um, but I studied business. Listen, it's always, yeah, you know, it's always. It's always like every time you do that. It's fine. Okay, all right, all right, we see you. But it's Howard's time right now. It's Howard's time. But no, like, you know, I. I was, um, I was headed, I mean, I've always been a writer. Like, I've always been fascinated with sci-fi. My first story was on toilet tissue, like, as a seven-year-old. So, like, I've, I've always known that I was a writer, but, you know, I come from a family that, my mom was the first to go to college. So, if I was going to go to college, you know, I'm going to go for something that's going to contribute to the family. I'm going to do my best because... And just, I mean, I'm not going to talk too much about college life, but my mom paid for my first year. She was like, listen, I only got enough for a year. So I don't know what you about to do, but you got in. I got you here for a year. Figure it out. And I got a 4.0 that year. School of business. I wasn't passionate about business. (laughs) But I did what I had to do to get an academic scholarship and stay up in that motherfucker. But I always knew that I was a writer, so like, I feel like it took me a while to prove to myself that I can make the risk Mm -hmm. to pursue it full-heartedly. Because if I can't bring a profit in, like let's, I mean, you know, being creative is all good and fine, but if you can't feed yourself and put a roof over your head, you know, like, you're always going to be doing something else. Mm And my ideal things, like you were blessed because your, you know, your family were able to provide for you. But like, a lot of times as creative, we can't just be creative. We have to be PR. We have to be business. We have to be strategic enough to be profitable in our passions. It's not enough to just. I mean, yeah, you can be a creative and you just be great. You know what? All that. But like, if you can make a living off doing what you what feeds you. Mm-hmm. Then you're like that's that's a ideal situation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I feel like I'm just I'm still like every day. What what new words have I discovered today? You know, like what 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 have I written today? It's not just about like oh I did this one project and this is great. No, nigga, like how are you (laughs) challenging yourself to continue this and like be better than you were yesterday? Like that's what it is. That's what I'm saying. Maintaining and leveraging. It's like honestly. Some people think that when you start getting paid for actually getting creative, they'd be like, oh, you made it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm still out here trying to, you know. Anyway. Yeah, you made another damn bill. Right. You got to be due today. Um, how, at this point in you guys' careers, this is our last question to wrap it up. Um, I know we could do this all But how... In your, I guess your newfound consciousness, do you like make decisions when it comes to whether it's like, you know, choosing which projects you want to work on, choosing which things you want to release, choosing which photographers or designers you would like to work with? How do you make decisions that you believe kind of fall right in line with your purpose and vision? Knowing who you are, 
after this entire conversation, how do you make decisions now, career-wise? Save your money. (laughs) Save your money. That's what I try to do. Um, And just make sure I put everything into my projects. Because a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm going to Miami. I'm about to get a new weave. And I'm like, girl... I need to get new makeup. I need right. to get. Yeah. I need to pay for retouching. I need to, you know. It's about like being committed to spending every last cent that you have on your craft and saying fuck everything else because. The product that people are putting out for you to buy, that's a marketing scheme. They want you to buy that. You have to realize you have to create your own brand. Spend money on your brand. Spend time on your brand. It's going to take a lot more yeah. than just loving it, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to put work in. And, yeah. <laughs> and when, if you do that consistently, the, un- I mean, like, like we, the universe, it, the, the universe will conspire to create the things that you pursue and give you everything that you need in order to pursue it. So if I say that I'm a writer, I'm reading every day, I'm working, I'm writing every day. It's coming out in my conversation. If I didn't say that I was a sci-fi, if she didn't say that she did prosthetics, I would not even think to work with her. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But I'm dead. I'm dead. And that's why, for me as a designer, I like to create with the people that are like from my left to my right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's beautiful to like have friends that are creative and utilize them and just make a bigger story. And I feel like Issa Rae said it like, why look up when you can just look to your left to your right? And a lot of people try to chase people and end up losing themselves and I feel like it's just beautiful to just like she does my makeup all the time Jordan supports me so much it's just like everybody I can name probably half the people in this room room, and it's beautiful to see that because it's just like we're next like Mm -hmm. you we're a level we're a class we level up each time yes and we always end up together so it's like y'all gotta get you you see the same people in the room all the time I think a huge thing. I think a huge thing that I've like learned recently, and I was like going on a Twitter rant about it recently. But like, I've learned to take more time with the things that I've do, like do, because like spending so much time on social media. Because like as a like creative, you kind of feel like you have to use it because like it gets you work and stuff like that, yeah. and like you see people consistently putting stuff out like day after day after day after day, and you feel like oh. As soon as I'm done with this, I have to put it out. I have to put it out, and I have to like work on stuff so quickly. And I've like learned um, since like being in school and stuff that like the people who are like really successful and really talented take their time. They take their time. Like yes. Solange worked on a seat at oh, the yeah. table for years before she put it out. Like photographers, like they work for years on projects before they release it. So I started to realize that like if I want to make content that is like that lasts and is relevant and is actually successful and won't just be here as an Instagram post right. mm-hmm. and then someone forgets it that like I need to put more time into what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely can bounce off of that because like as you and I were speaking like that's where I'm at in my, my career, my, my life period. It's like creating something that's going to last. It's like it's here today and gone tomorrow. Right. You know, like the campaigns is, is in the stores and it's out the stores. Right. And it's the next thing, you know? So it's like after a while, um, you know, like when we do, when we do, like right now we're in Black History Month and the photos that we post are photos that we always remember. You know, being, being a model, it's like, okay, these are photos that you just want to always last. You know, you want, to, yeah. want it to timeless. not just be timeless. Yeah, yeah timeless. Exactly. You don't want it to just really, I don't, I refuse to be here today and gone tomorrow. I refuse to be on trend. Mm-hmm. I refuse to, yes 
to do that. So I think where I'm at and making decisions, it's very like, how is this beneficial to not just now, but always? Like, how can this be rememberable and leave a, a stamp every time that I make a move? You know, I don't yeah. care who's posting, let's be honest. But <laughs> she, she, even then, she, you know, she, yeah. she be gone for a month and then on our neck for two weeks. So it's like... <laughs> I admire stuff like that where it's like you 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 take your time because like when you take your time and you understand hmm. that you are still gonna be in your lane and still gonna make it, yeah. you, time ain't gonna rush you because it's like yeah. I'm gonna make it either way. It's I just think it's a lot of longer. like looking at other people because like you you tend to like especially because of social media again like you tend to look to your left and right and see like, oh, this person got this editorial mm-hmm. at this age or whatever. Mm-hmm. This person's doing this. And you're like, what am I doing? And like, that goes back to like your lane where it's just like, this is your journey. This yeah. is your path. Yes. And you're supposed to like have these successes and these like achievements at like your own pace. Exactly. And like, it's not like, you're not going to be doing what the, another person is going to be doing. So right. you kind of have to have like blinders on exactly. so that you don't get like yeah so then you don't like get distracted and think like oh well maybe I'm not like on my A game or something so yeah. I, I definitely learned that what's for me is for me like yeah, yeah. that's, that's a big lesson as a creative yeah because it's like I said I keep going back to it when you accept that you're creative you accept all that comes with it yeah it's like signing up for a package deal exactly you're gonna deal with the struggle you're gonna the deal with the financial struggle you're gonna have some um you're gonna have some um, down time, like down moments where you just kind of feel like what I'm creating is not good enough. Mm-hmm. It's like you're gonna experience all of that because you feel this is what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. and it's not just say, oh, you feel like this is what you're supposed to be. This is what you know you're supposed to be doing. So, does anybody have any last remarks? Live your life. Yeah, live streetwear. Live your life. Make sure you follow Little Apple the series. Live Streetwear House of Olivia Anthony and collection is coming soon. You got your mixtape too? Let me get that drawing while you at it. Black Panther come out January 16th. Well, February 16th. And do not let social media take you under. I feel like that's a dangerous tool. And people don't understand that they're on it all. Like, I'm just, oh, we want to go. It can. Let's go there. I just feel like it's a good tool, but it's also very dangerous. Because I feel like you're constantly on it. You're constantly comparing yourself. And it's just a tool that... Like you're saying, you have to just take very mm-hmm. lightly. Maybe fast mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. You can but you called it a tool. Don't forget it reality. Tool. It is a tool. It is. All, it is a tool. It's like it inception. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. a tool. And because people be only post come in what they want you well. to see. Yeah. So, yeah. People only post what I'm they want so you to see. You right. don't see seventy-five percent of what That's, they're going through. How do yes. they get to that point? You know. So don't. Don't right. see the happy moments and think, oh my God, my life has to be just like that. Why do I not have right. a bay on Wednesday? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand everybody. This is like, no, baby, like, take your time. I mean, we are, I going, we all posting with, you know, the happiest parts of mm-hmm. life. Mean, but you ain't going to see me down and out because, you know. Yeah. So that eats, that eats. Yeah. So like, no, I'm just saying, like, people take it. People know you take that personal. Yeah. But you got to remember it's only the happiest and the best highlights. It's yeah. like the portfolio of life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Can't take a okay. Listen, um, I'm really thankful for Thank all of you. you coming through and just 
sharing your insight. Yes. We're gonna, um, what we're gonna, we're gonna wrap. I want. <laughs> Hey guys, this episode was brought to you by Jesus because the devil really tried to shut this shit down. I want to send a special thank you to everybody who made this possible. Everybody who answered my phone calls and answered my texts. Everybody who showed up and you listening. I really can't wait to share episode two. Thanks for this. I love us for real.